You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Our guest today took the leap and quit her job as an engineer to become a full-time real estate investor so she could spend more time with her kids. Today, she has a $5 million real estate portfolio. How did she do that with little kids running around? I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Palak Shaw is the founder and owner of Open Spaces Capital. She brought her knowledge and 17 years of experience in building systems and processes from her corporate job to fast track her real estate investing journey. She's also co-authored a book that I also was in, The Only Woman in the Room. And she's here with us on The Real Wealth Show to tell us how she did it. So welcome, Palak. Thank you for having me, Kathy. So tell me a little bit about how you went from your regular job to becoming a real estate investor full-time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a mechanical engineer. I worked in corporate for 17 years and it was all great. I used to travel all over the world and teach CEOs of different companies how to do this specific framework that we had developed and it would improve their bottom line. And I worked with smart people and it was great until we had kids. And so when my husband and I had kids, I had waited till my late thirties to have kids and it just felt like, is this what I waited so long to have? You know, they have this whole concept of having it all. And as women, I just feel like, um, it's really such a lie that is sold to us because as you, at the higher up you move in corporate, you have less time for your family. And a lot of women like me who wanted to do something with their career, we wait that long to have kids. And then it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> now I don't have time for my kids. That's what I waited this long to enjoy. So yeah, I, I was very resentful about it and I decided I had to do something so uh, we started, uh, we decided to invest in real estate and started small and, and grew and here I am. <laughs> so was the initial hope that you would have enough money from the real estate that you could spend more time with the kids? Yeah. So what I had uh, done was when I still had my job, we invested in a couple of rent ready rentals to kind of see if this was the path that I wanted to pursue. And then once I had those under my belt, uh, we decided it was a huge risk because I was making six figures and it was a big risk to become a single income family. So we took that risk. And then the goal was for me to grow the portfolio to the point where it would replicate my income. So I was able to replicate my income within the first year, um, in the first four years full-time in real estate. Um, I've built, our portfolio is worth 6 million. I could never have achieved that much at my job. So, and, well, and let's, let's go back to that yeah. first year. You, you replaced your income in the first year. How, how did you do that? I'm sure we have a lot of people wondering because what <laughs> you said is, is really scary. It's one thing in, in the case, in my case, when, uh, when I was, when I left my job, I was a, a news reporter at Fox and it, we didn't get paid very much. So it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a huge loss. Uh, but when you're both really have high paying jobs, that's hard uh, to replace your income. So how'd you do it? Um, yeah, good question. So uh, we uh, implement a strategy 
within real estate known as the value-add investing strategy. So we use uh, some components of the value-add investing strategy, which forces the equity in properties to appreciate because we do construction on it. But also we supercharge it with various other um, forms of um, the framework that we have developed and a couple of things like leveraging other people's money, um, leveraging other people's time and building um, a good team. It allowed me to really scale fast. Um, with the flips? So we, yeah, so we do, we only do buy and hold investing. We hold okay. all the properties, but we purchase properties that are distressed. We renovate them and then we rent them out and then we refinance them and we pull all the original money that we put into the properties out and move them into another property. So that's how, Got that's it. how the strategy works. Yeah. Okay, great. And so within a year, you had enough income coming from the cash flow. Yeah, from cash flow and um, a few other things. So what we would do is uh, I set myself up in a way that every year I would sell a couple properties that had appreciated enough to be able to take that equity and then move them into further uh, growing the portfolio. So that allowed kind of to to take advantage of also the the selling component of mm-hmm. of buy and hold investing. So combination of a bunch of things. And I'm curious too, because this comes up a lot. What about the tax benefits? I mean, if you have two high income earning people with very few tax benefits or tax yeah. deductions, you're, you're, you're writing some pretty big checks to the government. And when one of you quits, kind of, you know, it, it evens out a little bit and you're not really earning that much in the end, if, if half your paycheck is going to the government. 100%. So did you notice the difference there when, when you quit and you started making income from real estate with all the tax deductions there that it really, you didn't have to make that much more? Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really, really good point because I always tell people that, you know, when it comes to cash flow that you're making in real estate, compare that to your take-home salary. Mm-hmm. After the tax, because the, the cash flow is the profit, the taxes on that are going to be offset by depreciation and all of these other benefits that real estate investing provides. So yes, uh, 100%, that, that made it easier to, to replicate that income that I was bringing home. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. And there are so many things you can write off there when you, when it becomes your business. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know, again, I always have this voice in my head of, oh, there's people who think I'm a bad person for wanting to take tax deductions. But listen, these are legal. Uh, There's a reason why the government gives tax deductions to real estate investors. One of them is what you just said earlier. You're taking older homes and, and fixing them up. And that takes time and effort and it's needed. You're providing much needed housing and good, solid, clean housing to people who need it. Yes. And I actually, that's a, that's a good point you bring up because I actually think that real estate is a field where you can, even as a small business owner, do a lot to balance social impact and profitability. If that means something to you, you know, you're, like you said, removing blight from neighborhoods and developing properties, but also being able to offer low-income housing and giving people that top-notch customer service combining that with low-income housing really allows you to make a social impact as well, even as a small business owner, which is hard to do, right? Balancing social impact and profitability, but real estate allows you to do that. 
Absolutely. Okay. So one of the things that you had mentioned earlier, um, outside of this interview, was that your project management skills really came in handy uh, when you decided to jump in. It's not like you just left project management. You just took your skills and applied it to this new business. Uh, So what would you say was some of the most important things you did? Because we know, we all know people who just jumped in. I, I was one of them, you know, just jump into something and hope it works out. I know a lot of people are like, oh, flip this house. Let's do that. Let's just buy a house, fix it. But they haven't really thought about the numbers, right? So, so what, what are some of the things that have really worked for you? So one of the things that I did for my job was work on process standardization. So we would go to different different companies and different factories, and then we would help them standardize their processes. And what has happened is kind of like you said, is uh, a business starts with something small and it grows and grows and grows and becoming becomes more and more complicated. And then now we go in and we're trying to standardize their processes that have been created over decades. So because I had done that, I had known the pain of that (laughs) going into different locations. When I approached real estate investing, I approached it from the process standardization perspective. And I said, all right, if I'm going to learn something new, if I'm going to do something that I haven't done before, I want to spend my time doing something that I'm going to do again and again. So if I'm going to purchase a single family home, renovate it, rent it out, and refinance it. I'm going to find, and we call it the property avatar. I'm going to, I'm going to find the specs of a property that I can find again and again. So I don't have to learn this just once and I can repeat, repeat it over and over again. So trying to make it scalable and repeatable from the get-go, as opposed to how most businesses do is do it at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Start, Start it from there so that it really helped to be to have that background and then come in and start a business differently than anyone else would maybe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really being clear about the specs, like what is it your, you, you, what's, what's the price point you need to purchase it at? What are the costs to fix it up? And yeah, absolutely. Yes. So today uh, things have changed. So you've probably had to change your specs. I'm guessing it's not the same market. It was when you started. Yeah, so with um, with the market the way it is right now, it's very competitive. So deals are a little bit harder to find than they were before. At the same time, lenders have loosened their purse strings. There is a lot more money than there was in the market. The interest rates are amazing. So I feel like it kind of balances out. So any any market cycle I feel has some disadvantages and some opportunities and it's up to us to kind of um, tweak our strategies to, to match the opportunities that are available to us. So because the lenders right now funding is available so, so easily compared to how it was maybe a year ago, um, we find that lenders are willing to fund 100% of the rehab when before they used to want to fund about 90% of the rehab budget. So it kind of helps. Um, so we, even there are, though there are some challenges, the opportunities available to us kind of e- even evens them out, balances it out. Wow. And what market are you in? So we invest um, in, in greater, the greater Philadelphia area. Okay. 
Oh, you're lucky. There's, but like, what would you say is your typical price point uh, for purchase? So we do, if, if it were a single family, uh, so we do, we do a combination of single family homes and smaller multis. So the smaller multis, there's, it's hard to build specs around one kind. So that's a little bit all over, but the single family homes, we would buy them around somewhere between 60 to 80,000. We would put in around 30 to 60,000 into it. And then they are worth about 160 to 180 K when we're done. Yeah, that's just, those are different numbers than so many of our listeners. So many other markets, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's really tough. My brother was just calling me and saying, hey, I found this deal in, in um, Belmont, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Do you want to mm-hmm. JV on it? And it was like a one and a half million dollar purchase and needed 300,000. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I know there are people who do that. And they do very well. And he's a contractor and he, you know, would, would be a great partner, but I just, that's a lot of money. Um, so you're lucky to be in a market where you can do that. Yeah. The barrier to entry is definitely lower here and it's easier to get started in, in a market where the barrier to entry is lower. But I mean, there's always out of state investing for folks who, who don't live in an affordable, an affordable market. That's right. Uh, yeah, obviously that's what we focus on is finding people like you that will help us, you know, and, and uh, because it, you know, if, if it were a California who's a, someone from California or any high priced market um, trying to get into your market, there's so much they don't know and they overpay oftentimes or they don't know how to manage their contractors. Have you ever seen anyone do that successfully where they don't live in the market or are you more often seeing people just overpay and, and just mess it up? So we have, we have another arm of our business, the, an education arm, and uh, we graduated 150 people last year um, from our coaching program. We teach them to do what we do. And about, I would say about 30% of the people who graduate out of our program are out-of-state investors. So what we did was we built frameworks around out-of-state investings on how they can have boots on the ground that are unbiased, which is key to be an out-of-state investor. You need an unbiased party who's not going to benefit from your project being a certain way. And, And having that boots on the ground person who can help them navigate the project mm-hmm. as they're out of state. And it, it helps because the, the way I wanted to build the business from the beginning, because I wanted to do it to spend time with the kids, I kind of built it like an out of state investor. I didn't want to be that real estate investor who's at the job site, creating another nine to five for themselves. And mm-hmm. so I built it that way. So it can, I guess it's doable. Um, even as an out-of-state investor, but the key is to really have that boots-on-the-ground person who's not going to benefit from. So like your boots-on-the-ground person should not be working for your contractor because that doesn't, that there's a conflict of interest there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's great. That was going to be my next question is now yeah. that you have created so much success and, um, 10 X at least I, I, more than that, I'm sure your, your former income, uh, <laughs> Have you been able to create the time that you wanted to initially create for your family? Yes. Yeah, so it's what I notice a lot, lot of entrepreneurs say is, and I'm, I feel like real estate investors are entrepreneurs, although we don't like to think of ourselves that way somehow. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of entrepreneurs do is they come into 
investing or creating a business to buy that time for themselves. But then because they build a business a certain way, it kind of takes them away from the time that they were after to begin with. Right. But because my kids, my kids were small, I had a a toddler and a newborn when I quit my job. So I think there are some things that the kids just force us to do that, that, things kind of work out a certain way because they need us as much as they do in the beginning. But also because I was very sure about why I was doing it. So money wasn't an issue. I was making a decent living. I didn't have that problem. I truly was doing it for time. So I never really lost sight of the fact that this is the only reason I'm doing it is to get that time with the kids. So it's- That's great. Yeah, Yeah, so so keeping up with that. Got to schedule the rocks, like they said. The, yes. put the most important things on the schedule first, and the rest will will work. And for the sand in, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, my daughter had just started her own business, and it's a uh, she's in email marketing, and she's working for some major corporations, and she has so much business because she's very good at what she does, and now needs to hire. So it's like she has a a one year old, a one and a half year old, and her business is blowing up, and it's like, yeah, you know what. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have your boundaries. You've got to learn how to, to hire people who are better at certain things than you are and make sure they've got this, you know, know exactly how you want it done, have the systems and processes. So she's right at that point. Yeah. Fortunately, I live close by and I get to babysit the little guy oh. whenever she needs. That's uh, amazing. Oh. That's so great. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, being a grandma is the best thing because I can just love him and, and give him my full attention and then just hand him back. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. All right. Also as, as, uh, investors or entrepreneurs we have to be okay with not making all of that money because we know how to do everything doesn't mean we should and you really have to be okay not making every single dollar and be comfortable yeah that's the uh yeah that is the key is understanding (laughs) always asking yourself why am I doing this what's the most important thing and being able to turn things down I there was a time it was but right before COVID I was invited on four exotic trips, all expenses paid to go look at property that a developer wanted me to see. Uh, you know, one was in Australia, one was in Belize, you know, all, all over. And I, I turned them all down because like, no, I want to be home. <laughs> yes. um, so yeah, it is really important to keep your values clear. Yes. And, uh, it does yes. sound nice though, four exotic trips. <laughs> I know. I There'll be another time. (laughs) I'm sure. Exactly. So yeah. So a lot of people say like, uh, should I get my general contractor's license? Should I get my real estate agent's license? And uh, we always say, you know, if you try to make all of that money, you might make a lot on the one deal, but you might only be able to do that one deal in an X amount of time because you're trying to do everything. That's right. Yep. Which is why I look like this because I just got back <laughs> from the great morning and it was it was great. But uh, yes, put those rocks in. Okay, any final tips for our listeners? Most most who are buy and hold. Um, final tips, I would say yes. So if you're gonna focus on scaling, uh, be okay with having that margin smaller than other people so you can grow faster and take advantage of all of these other things that real estate investing has to offer instead of trying to find that one crazy good deal. 
Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> I think I think that's a great tip. I mean, I keep hearing it, um, even from my again my own daughters. Like, oh, I don't know if this is the best time to buy because it's not as good as it was last year. Well, I don't know if it's going to get better. Uh, you know, so I I love that. It's like you 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 have a target, a goal, but it, you might not always hit that every time. But it's, it's okay. maybe something less is still better than nothing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, for sure, returns have gone down. That's just, but but not in all places because interest rates, like you said, interest rates are so low that it's still pretty darn good. And then you get all the other tax benefits and and the they pay down. You've got someone else paying down your loan for you. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many other reasons. So many yeah. other advantages, mm -hmm. exactly. Great. All right. Well, it's so great to have you here. I hope I get to see you at an event somewhere sometime soon. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you'd like to know how to buy investment properties out of state, you can learn that at our website at realwealthshow.com. It's free to join. And when you do, you can speak with one of our investment counselors there. Again, that's realwealthshow.com. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.